welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Hello, welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. This is episode 22. I am your host, Siobhan Atkins. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope everyone is doing well. So today we are going to actually get started with an excerpt from the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success. This excerpt is from our Human Resources section. The Human Resources Department of your organization may be one person or a team of people who perform personnel-related functions. Why is this department important to you? This is a department that will assist you during your application and recruitment process. They will also provide information on benefits, personnel policies, and procedures. In many cases, they handle payroll, time off requests as well. Before accepting any position, you should ask them all of the questions you have related to your benefit options, vacation, sick time, disciplinary actions, and training. Again, that is from the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success. You can visit our website or amazon.com for a copy. So today, I figured we would discuss the hiring process, right, for medical receptions or how to, you know, prepare for that and what may be asked of you. Now, first of all, the interview prep is usually pretty simple, right? You have to know the general areas of your strengths and weaknesses. You have to kind of be realistic and honest about your availability and the schedule. And, you know, you can find a ton of resources on how to answer questions and what questions may be asked. So we are not lacking information with the World Wide Web, right? So you have that information available to you. But you have to make sure things are tailored to you because this person is looking to hire you. They are going to be working with you. They're not going to be working on the version of you that you created from your internet search, right? So being realistic and honest about your availability and schedule. If you cannot work weekends and the ad or the job opening clearly says must work weekends, you should stop right there. And so many people have applied for positions knowing that they immediately have a schedule conflict. If you can't work evenings, and the job posting says evenings required, guess what? Evenings are required. Many physician offices, they open until eight o'clock at night, maybe once, maybe twice, sometimes maybe more often than that, especially with a lot of our urgent care centers, they have these later hours. So if that does not work for you, save your application and go to the positions that are nine to five, eight to four, maybe one weekend a month, as opposed to every Saturday kind of deal. You know, and sometimes it's not super clear on the ad and other times it's apparent that you're going to be needed on many weekends. So that's where, before you even get to the actual interview, let's apply for jobs that we can actually do, right? So that is just my advice as being on the hiring end, as well as, you know, having applied for positions in my own past, like you have to be realistic of what you're going to be able to do. If you don't have childcare, you don't have a reliable transportation on certain days of the week, then try to find things that fit as closely to what you can do now, not what you might be able to do in two months or six months. Like what can you actually do now and apply for that? The next is preparing for questions. Now, preparing for questions, you prepare for any interview, right? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Most people have to prepare. But sometimes preparing as an employee with experience versus someone who does not have experience is going to be different. And medical receptionists 
positions have often been filled by people who do not necessarily have experience as a medical receptionist. So if you are brand new to this field, you have to be prepared to answer questions based on your previous history. Now you have to figure out how to relate your job in retail store to what you're getting ready to do in this healthcare facility. And there's ways to do that because customer service is customer service. However, you have to be prepared to answer those questions and kind of relate that back to something that you figure would be something you would experience in a healthcare front desk, front office, unit manager, or whatever kind of setting. So you have to be able to think outside of the box if you've only ever worked in food service or retail, or perhaps you worked in the trucking industry. It's not healthcare, but you've had some customer service. You've dealt with people. You've dealt with people who were needed a lot of information or who were not so nice, or maybe you made a mistake, how did you fix it? Or just a different variety of things, and you just have to have those situations in your mind and ready to answer questions based on that. Now, when you're experienced, you still have to be prepared, but at least you have actual clinical or medical-related, office-related examples if your future employer inquires about how you were able to resolve a situation. What would you do in this situation? Like You've probably actually been there, and those will come a little more easier for you to answer as you're trying to become part of a new team. And, you know, be who you are in the interview. I know we're always trying to show our best self, but you don't want to show a representative that you cannot be every day of the week. So don't come in swinging and then you come into the office and the manager is wondering who the person was that they met last week. It's a matter of you have to have balance. Show who you are, show enough of who you are to where they have interest, but don't be someone who you're not gonna be able to be year round in the office, whether it's in your attitude, how you're speaking to people, your enthusiasm about the position because there may be something better for you to do than healthcare or medical reception work if you're not able to keep up with what you are displaying you can do in the interview. Also, something it sometimes gets touchy with, you know, dressing professionally. I would say dress professionally and just be clean and as professional as you can. It doesn't always have to mean you need to be in your suit you know, but you do have to have on a very professional or at least casual professional outfit. And you don't wanna be distracting, you know? You don't wanna have things where the people that are interviewing you, whether it's one or three or, you know, a group setting, where they're so distracted by either what you're wearing or your perfume is super strong or your cologne is, is overpowering that they can barely concentrate on you and, and what you're gonna be able to offer to this company as a new employee. So, you know, dressing clean and being on time is super important. You know, usually 15 minutes early. It's it's interesting because sometimes, if you know the, the office is in a strip mall, you know you're gonna pull up, there's parking, great, done. If you're going somewhere where it's in a complex or an office within a hospital, now you have to park in a deck, you have to get a ticket, and then you have to check in and you know you get a pass to actually be on the premises. So those things take longer. So always take into consideration where your location is. And if you're doing public transportation, back up for that, maybe get into the area an hour early and that way so you have a little time to relax and you don't feel rushed from having to maybe walk a couple blocks to get to where you're going. Just simple things like that just to make it easier on you. Another good thing is to prepare a few questions 
for the end of the interview. And salary, we've mostly been taught not to really go into salary on the first uh, interview. And honestly, I was looking at some ads today and 90% of them have the salary range right there. So you already know what they're at least showcasing, right? So people who have more experience sometimes have a little more leeway and they, you know, you're able to negotiate. Everyone's actually able to negotiate, but your experience is definitely something that allows for more leeway in your negotiation. Um, but you're already walking in pretty much knowing the range, right? So you don't necessarily have to ask about that on your first interview, but you can ask about their process, what their recruitment process is, or how soon should you expect to hear back from them. Another good question has to do with what is their training process? Do, is there a training program in place or are you just trained by other current staff over a, a certain amount of time? You know, because some of those things, you asking questions is to help you better understand if this job is going to be a good fit for you. It's not to ask questions just because you walked in here to ask questions. If they say, yes, we have a wonderful training program, it includes some interactive online, and then we do hands-on with this person, and then you know, you're at the desk with another person, that may sound wonderful to you. If they say, you know, we don't really have a training program, we have you sit with our most senior person, and you're able to just ask them questions for you that that may not work so you may keep looking and keep applying because you know you may want something a little more structured which every practice does not have you know some do some don't so you know you have to go with what you are going to feel comfortable with as well and i'm going to tell you some of these ads I'm, I'm just i'm literally on indeed i just did a medical receptionist uh, actually i did front desk medical receptionist search in my area i'm just going to read some of the responsibilities that, that come up on their first line here it says, your main responsibility is to assist patients stay on their care plan and make sure they have an amazing experience, right? Now this is a chiropractic office. So that's an interesting first, that's their first thing they want you to know is that you're gonna be helping people stay on a care plan. So that's a little different from a lot of other medical receptionist positions because you're not usually dealing with care plans, but that's a specific need of theirs. This place here says, fast-paced research and clinical trials company that sees numerous patients each day. The second line is coordinate the flow of patient visits. So one of your primary things is going to be monitoring that schedule and making sure that there's enough time given between and to you know the patient office visits. Um, another one says, prior medical office experience a plus. Now, does that mean you can't apply? No, but they are going to prioritize the applicants who have prior medical office experience. And then the next line for that particular position states responsibilities include answering the phone, checking medical benefits, taking copays, ushering patients to treatment room. So even that, every front desk receptionist does not take patient to the room, but this is a podiatry practice. Perhaps they are a smaller group. They don't need, you know, medical Maybe they don't have a medical assistant. Maybe the doctor just goes right in and does the full treatment. So you have to check in this patient. You also have to get them to the room, right? So that's a different uh, setting. Here's another one. The candidate must be flexible and be a team player above all. Wonderful. That's what we need in every off, right? That's what you should go in in your mind thinking any new position you get that you must be flexible and be a team player. And then the main duties include checking patients in and out, collecting co-pays, scheduling appointments. Sounds like a typical medical receptionist position, right? Next we have, this one is very specific. Two years medical front desk experience necessary. Required. 
you have to have a driver's license and a transportation, which means they're not looking for you to be using public transportation, Uber, Lyft, or anything else. They want you to have your own driving license and transportation. And then must be a team player is in all caps. Okay. Another one here says um, also two years required. Uh, work is performed in a busy office environment and requires both desk and and they actually left out something there. It says from both desk and something. And you must be able to work until 6.30. So see, the jobs are trying to avoid people who cannot do the job. So this job, there are evenings required. They want you to have experience and it's busy. So if you go in there and you work two weeks, and you're like, oh my God, this is so this is such a busy office. They're telling you right in the job description. You know, sometimes we apply, apply, apply because we want to get a position. We want to make sure you know what you're applying to. Now, here's one. It says high school or equivalent preferred, right? So you don't need the experience. All they're asking for is customer service, one year preferred. So if you worked at Kohl's, great. You're going to go in here and say, you know what? I've been working with customers for the last two years. I'm ready to try something new and I love the medical field and I'm looking forward to blah, blah, blah. So you get to go into that and use your past customer service. They say medical terminology one year preferred. However, if you haven't been working in healthcare, you're probably not going to have medical terminology unless you've gone to some school or have taken some course online. And then computer skills one year preferred, meaning can you do email? Can you use Word? Can you use Excel? Can you uh, join a, a Zoom meeting? You know, so the basics, okay? Um, here's another office. Primary duties will include greeting patients, insurance verification, referrals, collecting copays, and answering phones. Now, if you have experience, which they're looking for one year, you can probably done all of these things in some capacity, especially if you worked at the front desk. If you had no experience, you can't apply because it says required. Now, plenty of people apply to jobs where it says one year required because it's only one year. You're thinking only one year, but if you go in, you will be lucky to get that that position. You know, they're, I'm looking at their rate. They're looking at 18 to $23 an hour. They're looking to pay someone who has some experience. But if you want to take your chance and you apply and you know, maybe they're, maybe they're not getting a good pool of people applying, you may want to try, but you just can't expect, you don't want to waste your time too much on people who are looking for medical office experience required because that's one of their bottom lines. So, but I never, you know, I wouldn't say don't do it. I just would say, don't let those be the ones where you're putting your focus. Go to the ones who are not looking for the uh, medical office required if you don't have experience so that you have a better chance of getting your foot in the door because that means they are open to meeting with people who don't have experience. Now, if you have experience, have at it, right? You have all these opportunities here and it doesn't look like we are in any lack of for medical receptionist position these days. So if you're looking for a position, make sure you are checking all these job boards. One last thing here, this and some of these places, they have urgently hiring. So the need is very urgent for a lot of practices. And I'm, I'm in New Jersey, so I'm looking at New Jersey, of course. Um, but we can go to other states and, you know, you can look at, at their opportunities that are open. And there's pages and pages of front desk medical receptionist opportunities. Um, so... And, and it's a nice mix. And I'm happy to see that, that you know, people are looking for uh, people with experience and some without. So, you know, there's just an, enough for everyone. And, you know, getting into the medical field um, and having that first front desk job, I've been there. I've hired people who, 
you know, where it was their first time being a front desk receptionist. And many of them were very successful, you know, have stayed in the field and have gone on to either do other things, work in other departments. And so I definitely encourage you if you are looking for employment or if you're considering becoming a medical receptionist, you know, check out the the you know get get yourself set up with these job boards so that you can apply um, make sure you get prepared if you start to get interview requests what even if it's online you know look presentable don't be make sure your environment is not distracting provide that eye contact take a moment think before you answer your questions always know what your strengths and weaknesses are because that question comes up even if it's not directly when they're asking you we're going to describe our what a situational interview is they're looking for that they're looking for what your weakness was and what your strength was in handling specific situations so i'm going to read our definition of today is actually oh you know what before i get to that the other thing after you know you find out what their training processes are and you've done your interview and you've gone through all of that always send a thank you they're not overrated. I think thank yous still go a very long way. People like to receive thank yous, whether it's a card or an email. You know, if you're working with a bunch of people who are doing the interview, sometimes the email is a little easier to, to do. Um, if you're working with one or two people, sending an actual card in the mail, and that's something once you know you have an interview, you can have it prepared. Once you're done, throw it in the mailbox so they can get it quickly, and they say, oh, you know what, uh, you know, Cheryl sent us a, a thank you card, you know, and that goes into your file and acknowledgement of thanking them for their time spent with you trying to uh, fill this position. And so the definition for today is situational interview, which is a job interview where the people applying for a job are asked to say what they would do or have done in real work situations. And specifically, and this is from the Cambridge English Dictionary, we use situational interview techniques to find out what a candidate's strengths are. So in when you're giving your situational answers, you want to provide how you were able to provide assistance for someone, how you were able to resolve an issue how you were able to use high-level thinking to, you know, get something, a solution for a patient, uh, whether it was a patient, if it wasn't a patient, maybe a customer, right, or a client in a different uh, work environment. So that's, you know, one type of interview question or situational interview questions are often asked to kind of get a feel of how you handle things. So I think that's all we have for today. Thank you for joining me on the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. Please visit our website. We have, you have discount codes for pro trainings where you can get your CPR, your um, basic life support, and uh, they have uh, self-defense courses, all great, very comprehensive courses on their website. Definitely recommend them. Also Zlul if you need new frames for your glasses or even some new sunglasses. So when you're going to take your walks, you can have a nice pair of glasses. There is a buy one, get one 50% off on the website there. And if you need a journal to document your day-to-day -day experiences, also you will find that on the homepage at the medicalreceptionsnetwork.com. Scroll to the bottom. All the links are there. They will also be in the show notes for today. And um, also, on Amazon, you can find the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success. You can also find that on our website. And last but not least, our course, the Medical Receptionist uh, Success Training, is available through our website as well. If you're a manager and you want it for your entire uh, front desk staff, please email me info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com and we can get you set up for that. So this has been episode 22. 
Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time, keep being amazing.